Hello, and thank you very much for downloading this episode of British Culture, Albion Never Dies. Some of you know me as Fleming Never Dies from my Instagram, that's my Instagram handle, and I, you'll have seen that I went down to London on the weekend and met up with some really, really cool people who, uh, who also share their love of Ian Fleming's James Bond on Instagram and on blogs and on YouTube. So I'm going to cut straight to that interview. And then afterwards, come back to talk about my trip to London and my how I'm doing being back in Britain, and of course, an update on the alphabet of Britishness. So here's the interview, and I get a bit more context afterwards. Hello, my name is Thomas, and today I'm in the pub <laughs> with a group of lovely gentlemen. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, Thomas. Hello, Thomas's audience. I'm Pete Brooker from Taylor's with Love. Uh, I'm Chris from uh, British Bond Addicts. I'm Daniel from Daniel Gaston. <laughs> you can find them all on Instagram. <laughs> We're having a lovely time in the pub and walking around London, so I just have one question for everybody. What's the most British thing you've seen today? Oh, to me first. Okay, well, the most British thing I think I've seen today is five bloggers <laughs> on a train <laughs> that didn't know where it was going. Uh, and it was actually, a, we were at a standstill, for, I think, for a good ten minutes before we realised that it was going nowhere. <laughs> so we had to disembark and uh, find other alternative routes. But I think that's probably the most British thing that I've seen. And it sounds like we're doing nothing. We were discussing thickness of ties. We were. We were discussing oh, yeah. hemming of trousers. Yeah. I think that's why all the women of the train just jumped off <laughs> in front of another train. <laughs> Perfect answer, thank you very much. Okay, Chris. Um, for me personally, it was as we, we came out of, uh, which station was it? Was it uh, Westminster? Mm-hmm. We came out of Westminster, we found a little pub uh, with a gorgeous view of Big Ben, and we got our first order from the first pub we went to, and we ordered a couple of beers, uh, so could, maybe a glass of Coke, and I look up and I see you, host of this podcast, uh, taking a lovely cup of English breakfast tea to his lips in front of Big Ben as the red bus came by just before the rain started. And was I, that before or after the pigeon shat on him? Uh, for the context of this, let's say during. <laughs> that was okay. the most British thing I've seen all day. Brilliant. The one who's lived in England the least is the most English. Okay. <laughs> Daniel? Um, I, th- I think that the most British thing I've seen all day was when we were at the abandoned station, uh, you were getting the prop keys out, and a lovely member of the public just went, can I take your photo for you? Oh. <laughs> that's that's yeah. but, I mean, she was sweet, but the boyfriend was like, come on, let's just get out of here. She, it, it, was, he was not, it was like, <laughs> why, are you, why are you doing this? Was, was, we could be here for he ages. Was, he was know? clearly a Craig fan. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't encourage them. (laughs) Brilliant. Those were the most British things we saw today. Gentlemen, thank you very much. There we go. Thank you very much to all of those gentlemen for taking part. Of course, I'm coming down from Yorkshire to London. Uh, For those who aren't too familiar with either either of those places, Yorkshire is very much in the the north of England. It's it's the heart of the north, though. I realise some might dispute that, <laughs> but uh, I'm in a little village, so I took took a bus from a little village, a fairly early bus, I mean, nine o'clock in the morning, um, because there's only one bus in this village, so if, if one of them happens to be late, and they, you know, things happen on buses, um, you know, it could throw out the entire day for me, uh, so took the bus, went into town, Bradford, and had a little wander around in Bradford, picked up sandwiches, and 
few snacks from good old Marks and Spencers and then hit the train. So I booked that well in advance. Buying tickets on the day can be very, very, very costly on the British trains. So uh, fortunately I've got a good app called Trainline uh, that helps me see deals coming up, you know, a week in advance, two weeks in advance, however long, uh, months in advance if you want. And there are little little discounts going on it. So that made it easier on the wallet. <laughs> Just first of all heading down to London and happily there's a train that goes straight from Bradford to London. It takes about three hours. So Getting from my little village into Bradford within three hours, you know, the huge distance from Bradford down to London. Uh, then potted about from London's King's Cross, one of the huge train stations, the, the place that you see in Harry Potter, um, to Hammersmith Bridge. So Hammersmith Bridge was one of the locations in the recent James Bond film, No Time to Die, where Bond and Anne have a, have a little bit of a chat about what's going on in the world. Um, I like that scene, it's a nice little nice little restful scene, you know, that's I think it's important in films, pacing, uh, but it's not, not just all action, you need a point where somebody talks to somebody and <laughs> maybe resolves something. Actually, I haven't given uh, my, my verdict on No Time to Die, um, and, and I'm not going to right now, in fact. <laughs> I might uh, might do a, a proper review maybe one year after its release or something like that. But, uh, I always like a bit of time to, to think and process and digest. I don't do very many hot takes on a subject. Uh, but, as I say, went down, saw the location, lovely, good pub close by, <laughs> met up with these fellas, um, hit a few more Bond locations, as I said, had to had to see Big Ben, especially as it's just been cleaned and renovated and looked fantastic. I mean, we mentioned the rain. <laughs> it was, you know, sometimes sunny, sometimes rainy. That's the thing about the English weather. Uh, for those who've not experienced it, you know, you often hear, it's always grey, it's always raining. And I've had that, you know, travelling around the world and different countries. People say, but it's always raining. And it makes sense, because, you know, in Hong Kong, if it, if it rained in the morning, It'll be raining in the afternoon, it'll be raining at night. You know, it's called the rainy season for a reason. It doesn't stop. Uh, equally, if it's sunny, it's sunny throughout the day. Whereas in England, if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes. That's especially here in Yorkshire, where I am now, actually. I'm, oh, I'm not too bad, I'm just going up a hill. <laughs> it's very, very steep. Again, probably more pictures on the, the Instagram, just to illustrate the podcast. <sighs> nice breather. As I say... It was really cool just to potter about and meet these fellas that uh, I've been talking to for years. It seems to be a very modern thing. It's become acceptable to meet people who you met on the internet. I think, I think when I was not much younger, the idea of meeting someone on the internet, you know, they're, they're going to be a serial killer, is what everyone would say. And it's like, what are the chances of both of us being a serial killer? <laughs> no, it's been a really nice experience and... Uh, good day and then you know very cautious you know went back to the train station good time um i asked at the information desk daniel gaster who's uh, one of the writers on the blog from tales of love uh, the man in a field not the field <laughs> um he writes some great articles on like you know bond wears something in a film and then daniel gaster will wear it but he won't just wear it once it's not an unboxing thing he'll wear it for years and years and years and give you the verdict of how it actually stands up and i really like that because you know 
one of the advantages of these luxury products is that okay you buy it but you don't need to replace it next year you know they should last they should do but he reviews it to make sure they really do anyway he was really good about uh, making sure I got to King's Cross you know because I'm a bit of a foreigner you know I've, I've not lived in the UK for seven years I don't know these places very well I couldn't work out where to get some some decent supper to take up on the train. Uh, he helped me out, and I asked a member of staff, "Where's the train to Bradford?" Showed my ticket, and then asked a few more people. Eventually, got you know shown this is the train, this one right here. Show the ticket, and uh, it's a bit funny because I don't think I booked first class, but the number, the carriage number, and the seat number matched up to the first class one. I thought, wow, the train line has all kinds of discounts, and deals, are great. Sat down. Lady came along, and I kind of showed her my ticket. And she said, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just letting you know that the, you know, the fridge is broken, and, but you can still buy, you know, this drink or that drink. It's fine, fine. If I got a complimentary goodie bag, that's quite nice. Anyway, we set off, and the train conductor came along and looked at my ticket and said, "Oh, you took the wrong train. You'll need to buy another ticket." <laughs> so I taken aback. I told him, told him what's what, and uh, you know, asked these fellas which train I should go to and all that. And he's like, "No, no, no." Yeah, I realised when I grew up, British Rail was all one company, it was all one thing, everyone worked for the same team. Uh, whereas now there's the station staff work for one company, there's the, there's the trains, they, they're all run by different companies, the tracks for another company, they're, they're not all joined up anymore, and, and he just said, you know, you just need to ask the conductor next time. So he went on, he didn't have his stuff with him to, you know, to charge me there and then, so I moved to out of first class, just to, actually, a very comfortable seat elsewhere. Um, and uh, looked up on the train line, it could have cost me well over £100 um, if I was buying on train line. And those are normally very good prices. Uh, on the train, historically, it's been very, very expensive, you know, just to deter you from doing that. Um, and he came along, had the card out, happy to pay, but he was like, you know what, I remember seeing you on the platform, you know, you'd ask people, and it is on them, really. And so he used his discretion. Um, so I was, I was very, very thankful for that because he's within his rights to charge me and I, I should have found the conductor for the train. I should remember they're separate companies. But there we go. It all worked out um, and worked out very, very well. So there's a lesson for me. Find the conductor, not random train staff because they don't all know. It's all broken up into separate companies. Uh, it's no longer British Rail. There you go, the things that you forget uh, when you've been living abroad a long, long time. I've had my first week at work, and it's great. Um, the company's been very good about, you know, first of all, just introducing you, you know, meeting people. Uh, I met one fella um, who's pretty well-traveled. I'm pretty well-traveled, I guess, and, uh, yeah, we were able to connect very well on that. We'll be working together. We've actually been deliberately put together by the company um, because we have so much in common, and, you know, I need to be teamed up with somebody, so why not team up with him? And that's been really good. Uh, line manager's great. So far, so far, touch wood, it will carry on exactly as it is. But yeah, meeting the people, getting the systems. Actually, it's a really good onboarding process. Uh, my last company actually had me designing the, uh, the onboarding process uh, for the company and then testing it out, running it, collecting feedback, all that kind of stuff. And it's pretty well exactly the same as what this company is doing. So, uh, so even if I really didn't like it, I couldn't curse them because I've made other people go through the same process. <laughs> Meet and greet, learn a process, try it out, all that stuff, you know. So it's been it's been good. I feel very, very lucky. Um yeah. Yeah. So great trip down to London. Very good first week at this company. 
been keeping me very, very busy, and so busy that I've scarcely had time for the alphabet of Britishness. Now, this is coming, and I've taken a lot of suggestions from Instagram. Normally, I really, really like to, uh, to delve deep into them on the internet and uh, research them and get as much information as I can, but the thing is, that's part of the process. I really enjoy it. You know, I'll be looking stuff up anyway. Well, I do. I enjoy it. Um, and this is really cool for kind of directing me. I enjoy it. I end up looking into things that I'd never have looked into otherwise. Um, there's a fair few personalities on this one, so I'm just going to give my hot take on some of these and maybe cycle back to them later. Um, there are a few musicians. Yeah, Sifu Lama suggested Sting, and Shirley Bassey, and Sam Smith. Um, I don't have really hot takes on these, and I'm very wary about playing copyrighted music on the podcast. Um, but it is interesting. The UK has given a lot to like pop music, um, and then Shakespeare, and uh, yeah, again from Sir Fulamus, Sean Connery. Wow, wow! I'm going to have to cover that, aren't I? Because so many people find this podcast through my Instagram. Um, I quite like Aussie Bond guy suggested soccer for us non-UK types. Um, Roland Hume, sarcasm, exactly what you'd expect from a writer. <laughs> yeah, English can be sarcastic, and it's not always clear. Ooh, begin with a book. Stiff upper lip. Oh, maybe you can help me out with this one. Can you give me a really good example of stiff upper lip? Uh, wow. Oh, from Shetland with Love has suggested Shetland. Right. Definitely need to have that one. And given that I was meeting up with from Tailors of Love and people who contribute to the blog from Tailors of the Love and people who are you know, like British Bond addict who collects various different ties from the Bond franchise or inspired by the Bond franchise Easy Smiles and Expensive Watches has suggested S's for Savile Row Ooh. and Daniel Gaster has suggested S's for Standards yes Britain has standards. <laughs> okay, that's just me reading out the list. I'm going to be researching all of these. Should be researching what standards does Britain has? Good standards. <laughs> that's my that's my hot take on that. I shall uh, I shall go away and do a bit more research. Can't promise it's next week. There might be a brief window. If you have not <laughs> sent me your suggestions for S, you're very welcome to do so. And uh, and I say even if I if it comes after I've recorded the episode. Do cycle back to them, and I will make use of them. I really, really enjoy these uh, suggestions. Right, I'm on the move again. <laughs> this is what I enjoy. Had a lovely day at work, and now just rock straight out to the, to the countryside. Enjoy being rural and semi-rural places. Send me your suggestions. I'm on Instagram, Fleming Never Dies. You can email me, albionneverdies at gmail.com. Thank you very much for downloading, and uh, I hope you enjoy that. I really, really enjoyed the guest appearances. Thank you.